0: or you can find us at our website, Medorchurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Praise God. Praise God. And to shout a little bit more, we got Gary with us tonight. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise God. So glad to have everybody in the house. Amen. I, I, I really contemplated, should I send everybody home? We had a great move of God. We're just go let let you rest. And then I thought, we got two services a week. You know, just two services a week. So, uh. Uh, Just, just, let's just hang in here a little bit longer. What do you say? I want you to open your Bibles with me to the book of Psalms, chapter 56 and verse 1. The book of Psalm, chapter 56. And when you get there, you might want to fold a page over or mark it or something. We'll be going back to this tonight. It's interesting when you read the book of Psalms and you see the titles of the psalm, it's very important to just take a moment and see the title. It's not on our screen, but let me tell you the way that that it looks in the Bible. If you're looking at your Bible, do you have a heading on there? You have a heading on the psalm, and it tells us and describes who's writing and why or when he's writing. To the chief musician upon Jonah Elam. Rockal Kim. That's a name and a half right there. Michtam of David. When the Philistines took him in Gath. So we know that David wrote this. And we know that it was about the time when David wrote this. And he wrote verse 1. Be merciful unto me, O God. For man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me. My enemies would daily swallow me up for they be many that fight against me for thou most high O oh, thou most high he says in verse 3 what time I am afraid what time I am afraid I will trust in thee in God I will praise his word in God I have put my trust I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Lord, we love you, Father, for your word today. We thank you, God, for this opportunity, Lord. We are so grateful for the move and manifestation of your presence here. Lord, that you did work, oh God. You do great things, healings, dear Lord, and deliverance. And your presence shows up and, and anything can happen because your presence is our greatest blessing and our greatest weapon. It is our, our greatest honor. We give you praise, Father, for it in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. God bless you. could be seated. I don't know about you, but David is one of my favorite One of my favorite Bible characters. I just really love studying David. I mean, David is is a man's man. He's a man's man. And and there was some of us that got to go on a hunting trip and we did you know stuff that stunk and and you know men's men shoot things and kill things and rah-rah rah-rah rah. That's what David is. But he was not only a warrior, David was a poet. I mean, he could he could knit a shaw, knit something together and and kill a bear at the same time. He was he was a a man's man. He could punch the enemy's lights out while singing a song. That's my kind of guy. That's my kind of guy. He was a tough guy. He was a tough guy. He's the youngest of eight brothers and being the youngest of, of, of five boys in a family, I kind of understand, you're the one, you get it from the, the top one passes it down to the next one and the next one passes it down to the next one. And, and, and I'm talking about roughhousing and being mean and stealing things and thumping you on the head. and, and uh-huh. <clears throat> But he was an accomplished musician, a songwriter. He was anointed king over Israel at the age of 16, even though he didn't sit on the throne for many years later. God liked what he saw in David. He liked his heart. He was the slayer of a lion and the killer of a bear. He took a nine-foot giant down with just one sling and a stone. He brought him down. David was a very tough person. You know, you, 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 you and I could talk about fear of spiders and fear of tight places, and we could talk about all that, but David faced a nine-foot giant and dealt with that guy he was a man that had a heart for worship he was a victorious warrior to the point that god said to him you cannot build the temple because you have been uh, involved in too much war you've got too much blood on you Let's pass it down to your son. They would sing, Saul has killed his thousands, but David had killed his 10,000s. And so he must have had some kind of charisma and charm. Amen. He was the one that took a ragtag group of outcasts and outlaws and turned them into mighty men. He was an incredible, tough guy. But in David's life, you will find that at one point, Saul sent messengers unto David's house to watch him. And to slay him in the morning. And Micah David's wife told him saying if thou save not thy life tonight tomorrow thou shalt be slain. They're watching for you. They're watching for you. For Saul said bring David to me that I may kill him bring David to me that I may kill him what happened is that he went before Saul and and, and played the harp and and we find in first Samuel 19 and 9 and the evil spirit of the Lord came upon Saul and he sat in his house and, and with his javelin in his hand and, and David played with his hand so he's dealing with somebody that's got an evil intent already and he's trying to soothe that spirit by his song and and, and the, the King Saul the most powerful man Man in Israel, put an all points bulletin out to David and that is you are one in man and I'm going to kill you. In in 1 Samuel chapter 20 and verse 1, it says that David fled. He fled Naboth. He was the hero. He was the man that everybody looked at as a champion. Now he's fleeing and came and said before Jonathan, what have I done? What is my iniquity and what is my sin before thy father that he seeketh my life? David became public enemy number one in just a matter of just moments. The one that was once running to kill a giant is now running for his life. Saul said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to destroy you. All the military is hunting for David. All the Mossad hit men are running for David and looking for him. His mug is hanging on every post office wall. He's enemy number one and they're running after him. And so we find that David runs from Saul and we pick up the narrative in 1 Samuel chapter 21 and verse 10. And David arose and fled for the day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And the servants of Achish said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land of Israel? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands? And David laid up those words in his heart and was sore afraid." He was afraid. He was sore afraid at achish, the king of Gath. Where did David write the psalm? He wrote it in Gath at the time of this moment. He's writing it and he's sore afraid of the king of of Gath and he changed his behavior before them and feigned himself mad in their hands and scrabbled on the doors of the gate and let his spittle fall down upon his beard. So what does David do to try to save his hide? He's sore afraid, and so he just turns insane. He decides to act like he's a a, a lunatic. Got foam falling out across his beard. and I don't know what all he did, but you can imagine he's acting like someone that has lost their mind. It is here that David, somewhere in this this time, writes Psalm 56. He's got sore and his henchmen after him. He's got his death sentences upon him and then he said at at Gath where they want to kill him. They want to destroy him as well. So he's got to go from Mr. Tough Guy to Mr. Crazy Guy. He's got to go from giant slayer to crazy slayer. Amen. He is all messed up. That's why he writes in this moment, be merciful unto me, Psalm 56 and 1. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up, and he fight daily opposeth me. My enemies would daily swallow me up. They want me. They want to kill me, for they for they be many that fight against me. O thou most high. Then he says these words. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Let me just talk to you a little while tonight about faith's response to fear. Faith response to fear. How does David respond in all of this? There comes a moment of clarity when he begins to talk to the Lord. There comes a moment he puts aside the crazy act. There comes a moment that he looks at everything and he says, everybody's against me. This is all against me. What? And I'm afraid. Amen. He wasn't denouncing his being afraid. Somebody said, nothing wrong with being afraid. Nothing wrong with being fearful, but It's how your faith responds to that fear. It's how your faith responds to being afraid. It's how we respond to what's happening around us and in us and and the enemy that attacks us spiritually in our mind. How are we going to respond? What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. What time that I'm going to uh, be afraid and fear comes at me. Faith meets it at the door and says, yes, I see you. I acknowledge I'm afraid. But I'm going to trust in God. But I'm going to, be, I'm going to trust in God tonight our country hangs in the balance as to our future and the uncertainty of what the next four years may hold for our country. What time I am afraid, I will trust in the Lord. My hope is not in today's election. My hope is not in this government. My hope is in Jesus Christ. I will trust in the Lord. Hallelujah, the one that said he'd never leave me or forsake me, the one that said he would be with me always, even to the end of the earth. I will trust and not be afraid. Look at this chapter, he said in verse 4 In God I will praise his word, in God I have put my trust, I will not fear. What flesh? Can do to me. Every day they west rest my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together, they hide themselves and mark my steps. When they wait for my soul, shall they escape by iniquity? In thine anger cast down the people, O God. Thou tellest my wanderings and put thou my tears into thy bottle. And they not, are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, Then shall my enemies turn back. This I know. God is for me. God is for me. This I know. David's talking about natural enemies. But in this day that we're living in, we deal with spiritual enemies. For the Bible said we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Your battle is not with the flesh and blood person, but rather with the spirits of attack on every front. Amen. To the point of madness in our mind. But this is what we've got to realize god's for me god is for me say that with me god is for me <laughs> hallelujah god is for me In god he said in verse 10 in god will i praise his word in the lord will i praise his word in god have i put my trust i will not be afraid what men can do unto me thy vows are upon me O god I will render praise unto thee, for thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt thou not deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the the light of the living? Again, verse 3, David said, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. David, the giant slayer, David, the warrior, David, the tough man, came to a moment, he was afraid. You see, I think Chuck Norris wears David pajamas. That's right. <laughs> David is a bad man. David is a strong man. David is a man that can sing and tear up the enemy at the same time. He is a tough man. I don't care how tough you are, how long you've been in church, how long you've known God, how long you've had a walk with God. There's days that you wake up and the enemy attacks on every front and fear comes and visits you. I'm afraid. What am I going to do? I'm a little bit afraid. What time? I am afraid. I'll trust in the Lord. Here's what I've got to do is my faith has got to respond to the fear. Fear. The word afraid here means to be frightened or in a state of feeling of great distress, deep concern, pain, pain, frightened, intimidated. So David was intimidated when he was never intimidated perhaps before. In Job 3 and verse 25, it says... For the thing which I greatly feared came upon me, and that which I was afraid is come unto me. There are things that ring into our mind before they ever happen, and this is bad. That's going to happen, and this is going to happen. And then if we don't watch out, if we don't respond correctly, it will show up. Well, how do we respond? We respond in faith. Hallelujah. We find that the the psalmist wrote in 18 and 4, The sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid made me afraid it made me have dread and fear and terror and that's the focus the anxiety amen David the warrior becomes David the warrior David the worshiper becomes David the fear mongering the David the soldier is now afraid here's what the enemy does with fear today he gives us that what if speech what if somebody say what if? In Exodus chapter 3, God reveals to Moses his plan for leading Israel out of Egypt. He was very clear, God's going to lead them out in a spectacular fashion. He spoke from a burning bush, and yet, you know what Moses did? Look at Exodus 4 and 1. The Lord's talking out of a burning bush. It's not consumed. You'd think that'd be enough to get through the thick head of Moses. How many times God has performed a miracle before us, and we still say, Lord, can you show me more? I need one more fleece. I need one more miracle. I need you to speak to me one more time. What? The bush is burning and it's not being consumed And there's a voice come out of it. Isn't that enough? Moses, Exodus 4 and 1. And Moses answered and said, but behold, they will not believe me. They ain't gonna believe me, Lord. They're not gonna listen to my voice. For they will say, they haven't even said it yet, and he's prophesying his own dilemma. For they will say, the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. You know, he got into that what if, what if they don't believe me? what if they won't listen to me what if they won't follow me what if they won't hear me and so god had to give him more ammunition you go tell them i am that i am sent you go tell them that my name is i am the creator of heaven and earth amen god said listen moses i've got a plan and i'll answer that what if with i am i am Amen. What if this happens to me? We say, well, I'm never like that. That's never, uh, you know, we're not jumping on the Moses bus and following his, his lead. Oh, yeah. Lord, I will lose my job. I, uh, what if I lose my job? What if that blood test comes back? Abnormal? What if my kids get hurt on the playground? What if I get sick? What if I'm in a car accident? What if I never get married? What if I never have kids? What if I have too many kids? What if nobody likes me? What if? What if I get attacked, mugged, robbed, destroyed? What if? What if? What if fear sees the most relative thing to our thinking and gives us the the baddest possible analysis and it causes us to be paralyzed. Fear. Often what we fear reveals reveals the area we tend to trust God the least. What we fear reveals areas where we tend to trust God the least. I'll always be alone. I'll always have this. I'll always be that. I'll never, you know, no. What it is is that fears come knocking at your door. And how do you respond? Fear will do one of two things to us. It will either perish. Paralyze us in our steps. It will paralyze our progress, or it will ignite the faith that is in you to face the fear and let faith respond to the fear. What time I am afraid, yeah. Yeah. I will trust in the Lord. Right. Hallelujah! Years ago, we were uh, in, in about 1985. Sister Gill and I went to the Philippines for three months. Oh what a what a story that is we We'd love to tell you about how that twenty years later, Sister Gill <laughs> couldn't get into this country of the Philippines because she was on their blacklist. That's right. Truth she was a spy. al <laughs> Qaeda. I don't know, but they wouldn't let her in. We had some exciting times there. We took a a flight from manila and the big island to some of the smaller islands and we were with brother grant who was the missionary at the time there and he was somewhere right around 80 years old and we get on this airplane and it looks like it was held together by duct tape that's just what i felt you know there was stuff shaking when you stepped onto the plane and they took off and in flight brother mike thing starts rattling the compartment overhead is shaking and I'm thinking, this is it. <laughs> and in flight, Sister Gill and I dubbed it Kamikaze Airline. This is it. And when we landed at the, at the, at the island, the, the, for some reason, I guess they think they got to do this, and maybe they do. They don't land the, like normal, you know, coming in a, at a low tra- trajectory, but they land like this. <laughs> At least it felt like that come in that like the, and so sister gill and i are, are, are young kids and we're holding hands <laughs> not not just because we're in love but because we're so afraid our knuckles are turning white i'm gonna tell the truth turning white we are afraid and you know what brother grant is doing he's sitting right over here sister gill is sitting here i'm sitting here and he's sitting right there and he's got his leg crossed with a newspaper the thing is shaking and we're fearful. And, he, and I said, Brother Grant, you're know, trying to be a big, tough guy. I, are, you, are you concerned at all? And <laughs> he said, nope. When it's my time, it's my time. <laughs> what if it's the pilot's time? <laughs> mm. But how does our faith... Respond to fear. Number one, David said in verse four of Psalm 56, I, in God, I will praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do to me. The way that faith responds is fear. God is in control. I trust him. God is in control and I trust him. Fear causes us to want to, to attempt and say, God, you're not enough, so I got to do stuff to fix things. God, you're not enough, so I got to work everything out. But faith says, you're all I need. You're all I need. Faith says, I trust you. I trust you. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 27, Jesus said, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. The word and the phrase taking thought here means to be anxious about or worry about. He said, which of you can worry about this thing growing a little bit more in your stature or having raiment or, 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 or having food? He said, which of you worry about that will change anything what he's telling us is that don't you worry don't you worry the lilies of the field are taken care of by God the birds of the air are taken care of by God and if he loves the lilies of the fields then he loves you if he loves the birds of the air then he loves those that wear his name somebody ought to shout and say listen here fear God is in control David said, in God, I will praise his word. goes back to the word that we heard Sunday, the truth. In God, I put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do to me. Fear distorts the facts, makes things seem impossible, and God invisible. Faith says it is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So faith answers fear by saying God is in control. Number two, faith answers fear by saying God is for me. Verse nine, Psalm 56. When I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know. Somebody say, this I know. I I started something with Ruby when she first went went to school. And I asked her this. We met them just the other day for, for a meal. And uh, I asked her, I said, what do you know? I'm smart, I'm beautiful, and Jesus loves me, and Poppy loves me. What do you know? I know God's for me. I know God's with me. I know God's got this. I know. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Faith says to fear, God is for me. Shut your mouth. God is for me, amen. Psalm 56 and nine. This I know for God is for me, hallelujah. Jesus put it like this in Matthew 6 and 32. He said, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all things. He knows, he knows, he knows me, he knows me. He knew me before I was born. He knows, he knows me. He knows my end of days. He knows when I'm leaving this world, whether it be by rapture or whether it be by the grave. He knows, he knows. Yes. Praise God. Jesus. That's what faith says to fear. Faith also responds to fear in this way. God is bigger, period. Somebody say God is, God is bigger. Period. Psalm fifty-six and eleven. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid. What men can do to me, God's bigger than men. God's bigger than issues. God is bigger. Amen. What can men do? To our God. What can science do to our God? What can governments do to our God? What could Saul do to David? Kill him? Well, still God, did still; have, he was still in charge. Amen. But even then, God said, I'll be with you, David. Amen. Your greatest fear, your greatest worry, your greatest torment, pales in comparison to God's provision and to his promises and to his power. Yeah. <clears throat> so faith says, God's bigger. God's bigger. Faith also says God keeps his promises, he keeps his word. In Romans 4 and 21, it was said of Abraham, who being fully persuaded, what he had promised, what God had promised, he also was able to perform. Can I remind you, don't give up on the promises of God. Don't give up on the promises of God. Even if you don't see it right now, keep on believing. Keep on trusting. Hebrews 10 and 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful. Faithful that promised he is faithful that promise second Peter 3 and 9 the Lord is not slack concerning his promise I, I've got the whole chapter of Psalm 34 and I'd like to just take a minute to read through it if you have your Bible open it up or watch on the screen if that that's more convenient for you but Psalm 34 Verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast of the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Then verse 4, if you're reading in your Bible, you ought to mark that verse, underline it, whatever you do, make a mark by it. I sought the Lord and he heard me. And what did he do? Delivered. He delivered me from all my fears, from all my fears. They looked unto him and were enlightened. Their faces were not ashamed. The poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his trouble. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth him. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, uh, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good good thing. That's a refrigerator worthy verse of scripture. Put it on your refrigerator. Remember it. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come you children hearken unto me i will teach you the fear of the lord what man is he that desireth life and love of many days that he may see good keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking God. depart from evil and do good seek peace and pursue it the eyes of the lord are upon the righteous and his ears upon open to their cry the face of the lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth the righteous cry and the Lord heareth and deliver them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as a contrite spirit. And here's another refrigerator worthy verse. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But 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 the Lord. Somebody say, but the Lord. Hallelujah! put whatever fear you have in there on the first part write it down, whatever you're worried about, whatever's troubling you but the Lord, but the Lord but the Lord delivereth him out of them all, hallelujah he's going to deliver me one way or another, well what if I die with it well then thank the Lord, he delivered you in glory, thank the Lord he delivered you in heaven, what if this never happens for me, well maybe it was just his way to gift you through I think it's important to identify these things that constantly grab for our our mind that are fearful. If they're about relationships, constantly grabbing your mind. If they're about money, constantly grabbing your mind or or or, or whatever the case may be. Identify it and realize that's your hindrance. And then meet it with faith. Meet it with faith. Stand with me, please. I'll save these other verses to another time. Praise God. The psalmist said, our God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear though the earth be removed global warming earthquakes famine pestilence I think Hollywood all they do is want to write about some horrible event that's going to happen in the future zombie apocalypse (sighs) though the earth be removed though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea I don't have to fear because God is my refuge. That's where I run. That's where I run. No matter what happens tonight's election or whatever happens, no matter who gets in the office, there's gonna be disturbance. There's gonna be chaos. There's gonna be fear. There's gonna be some folks that are just fighting mad, no telling what they will do. What time I am afraid. I will trust in thee. So today, I give you hope. (laughs) I give you hope. Hope for your grandkids. Hope for your children. Hope for their children and their children's children. Hallelujah. He's going to be with us. He's going to be with us. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you encourage you, and strengthen you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.